This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. He's still in here.
The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Yeah, oh, a very different Reds Report this morning. It's Reds Report Extra Time. We'll be talking FA Cup action as Barnsley travel to Roots Hall to face Southend United in an FA Cup second round tie. Let's talk first round then. So, what did you make of Barnsley's first round performance against Notts County? Well, you know what, in the first half, I think that it was... We were very frustrated. We weren't playing the kind of football that we have played all season, you know. But in the second half, well, it was like watching a different side to that first half. We could have scored six, seven, eight. We could have scored so many goals in that game. But yeah, we uh, got the four goals, got through to the next round, and it's what you need to do, isn't it? So if we carry on playing like that, there's no reason why we can't be in the third round. Yeah, well, it was it was a very different sort of game of two halves, wasn't it? You know, first half we weren't great. South, uh, Notts County scored a, a a goal early on, which were ruled out for offside. That could have changed the game completely. Do you think that second half performance sort of showed Barnsley in the best, Carl? Um, the second half performance definitely. I feel like it, the manager really had talks with the team at half time and I feel like he really kicked them up the backside, you know what I mean? Really <laughs> really sent them out with a name to play and they showed it and they never disappointed. They really, really proved themselves. So, Matty, what did you make of Notts County? Obviously, they had a strong first half performance. You know, they could have probably gone 1-0 up. It was rightly ruled out for offside the goal, but what did you make of Notts County as an, an overall team? Well, I think they in the first half they set up to really take the game to us because they know what kind of side we are. They wanted to stop us playing our game. But from before that match, I did have a look at Notts County, actually. And when they concede a goal, they tend to capitulate. And as soon as Woodrow's goal went in, they were flat. They couldn't really play the kind of game they have been playing. And that kind of suited us, really. So we could play our game, play how we how we played. But... Overall, in that first half, I thought they were a very, very good side. I remember watching Harry Kuehl's post-match interview before he came to Oakwell, and his side were, you know, they were quite unlucky to draw such a, you know, a good League One side so early on in the in the competition. They're now out of the competition. Harry Kuehl's now been sacked from Notts County. Do you feel like they can sort of revive themselves in League Two and and get back up? Well, in the summer, they kind of spend a lot of money for a League 2 side so you it's a bit of a question as to why they are where they are but now they've brought in I think it's Neil Ardley they've brought in as manager is that right? I believe so yeah Uh, yeah now they've brought him in I feel like they can revive themselves because you know he did a good job at AFC Wimbledon and I feel he's going to do the same at Notts County but you know we'll have to see on that one but I do feel they are going to start growing in the league well, Barnsley started quite a, a strong side in that FA Cup first round against Notts County. Uh, more notice, noticeably, um, Woodrow started his first first game for Barnsley, played his first few minutes. He did play in, against Southend in the league before, but he's, he made his debut, scored a goal, must have given confidence to get more goals. Yeah, of course it did. I mean, it's always great for a player when you go to a new club and you score you know, your first goal for the club. And yeah, that must have been a really good feeling for Woodrow and well you've seen now he scored against Accrington he scored against Doncaster and he's started most of the recent games I think it was Doncaster who didn't start where he came off the bench but yeah he started most of the recent games so um, he looks confident every time he plays him and you know Kiefer Moore up front is looking really good at the moment I have to say 
Yeah, we, we've been talking a lot about that sort of partnership that Barnsley's been missing. Um, do you believe that Barnsley have found that sort of partnership again with Kiefer Moore and Collie Woodrow, Carl? I, generally, I really do. I feel like one can't play with the other and the other can't play with the other. Do you know what I mean? I really feel like they do make each other. And as we saw at Doncaster, when he brung Woodrow on, it was instant impact. He scored a goal. And I feel like that's what that's the kind of player like Woodrow is. I feel like is a really good, really good buy in the in the summer, and I um I just generally feel like Moore and Woodrow they're a good good partnership. Yeah. Two very different players, aren't they? You know, Keith Moore quite physical, tall. You know, he'll he'll win every ball in the air pretty much. Woodrow sort of your you know your player that'll hold on to the ball. Do you feel like they sort of feed off each other's sort of different style of players? Definitely, I do feel like. They give each other confidence every time they go onto the pitch, and it's it's something new every time. It's it's exciting to watch as a Barnsley fan. Yeah, we've we've been talking. We've said that that sort of partnership. We now believe we've got it after you know we we let Sam Winnell go a few seasons ago. Obviously, we don't want to talk a lot about him on here. Um, but yeah, we we now believe that we've got a strong front two and a good little uh, stat for you is uh, Kiefer Moore scored in every game that Collingwood has started for Barnsley. It might be two games, but he scored. I just feel like Keith Moore don't work up front on his own, does he? Definitely not, definitely not. As you can see, the stats don't lie. His scores when he's got more with him or when he's got Woodrow. So, so let's talk Southend then in the first round. They were held to a one-all draw at, at Roots Hall by uh, by Crawley. Um, and they, they had to settle for a replay down at, at Crawley. What did you make of them in the, in the replay? Um... Well, they were coming up against a spirited League Two side, weren't they? And, you know, obviously they had a good start. I think it was two 0 after half an hour. I know they were two 0 up in the first half, and then Crawley sort of came back at them. But that's the spirit of the League Two sides. And it went to extra time, and I think they took advantage really because you know Crawley were putting all that effort in that they were so tired after ninety minutes they couldn't really play for that half an hour. And Southend took advantage. They scored some really good goals. Scored four goals in extra time and did the job basically. That, you do. That's sort of the magic of the FA Cup. Uh, anything can happen, you know, Crawley. Lead two sides, you know, average lead two side, not really pulling many things up, you know, fighting down at bottom. Do you think that the FA Cup is magic? Anything can happen in the FA Cup? You only need to look at 2008 to see that it can. I mean, remember when we beat Liverpool and Chelsea in the same season? Um, so, yeah, anything can definitely happen. I mean, look, Look at last season when Nottingham Forest came up against Arsenal. Like, you don't necessarily know who's going to win, do you? Like, anyone can beat anyone. So, like, yeah, as you say, anything can happen in this competition. Uh, I've spoke to Daniel Stendhal uh, a lot this season, and it almost seems like he really wants to get far in this competition. It, you know, he believes it's the biggest in England, which which it is. It's, it's a really big competition. Um do you think like the manager does sort of have an effect on the side? You know his like br- um, his sort of feelings coming across to the players that he wants to get far in this competition. We've not had an FA Cup run for a long time. Do you feel like that will rub off on the players and probably get us somewhere? Definitely. Um, what I like about Daniel is he doesn't take any competition lightly. Silverware, silverware to him, and he's going to send out a team. Might not be strengthened as what he plays in the league, but he's going to send out a team and he's going to give them a name and he wants them to play how he wants to play. That's what I like about him. No competition's worth less or any more to him. I just, I really feel like he's sending out the teams with a purpose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You feel like 
we we um we'd usually refer to the manager as just the manager but at, at Barnsley now we refer to him as as like a trio the all the um coaching staff are like one manager they work all together i think it's they've got a really good setup down there at the minute and they really are working together and we just hope that that can you know play, it's obviously paying off on the players you know they they obviously came up against a tough game Sunderland away never going to be easy but if you look where Barnes are in the league, they're in and around it. They've got a game in hand. And do you really think that Daniel Stendhal can take us to good places? I do, yeah. I feel like he's been thrown in at the deep end, you know. He was just, he were appointed after, you know, all the managerial problems we've had. And I feel like it could it could really take us places. He's obviously going to need to spend because this team, it's a question, is it championship worthy? Like, we know that we can battle it out in League One, but have we got the quality to like to compete in the Championship and stay up comfortably? So we know that he's going to have to spend money in the uh, maybe in January or in the summer. But I feel like he can take us places. He's really lifting the spirit. We'll be back on the Red Report after this little break. We'll be doing the opposition review as Barnsley travel to Southend this afternoon, and we'll be talking. We'll be talking FA Cup. <laughs> The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Miles in Budapest, my, my hidden treasure chest. Golden grand piano, my beauty focused EOU. Ooh, you, ooh, I'd leave it all. My acres of a land I've achieved It may be hard for you to stop and believe But for you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd leave it all Oh, for you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd leave it all Give me one good reason why I should never make a change Artifacts, the list goes on. If you just say the words, I'll up and run over to you. Ooh, you. Ooh, I leave it all. Oh, to you. Ooh, ooh, I leave it all. Give me one good reason why I should never make a change. If you take my hand, but for you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd lose it all. Ooh, for you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd lose it all. Give me one good reason why I should never make a change. 
Just my, my hidden treasure chest Golden grand piano My beautiful Castillo You, ooh, you Ooh, I'd leave it all Ooh, for you Ooh, you Ooh, I'd leave it all I'm a puppet on a string Tracy Island Time traveling diamond Could have shaped heartaches To come to find you For in some velvet morning Years too late She's a silver lining Lone Ranger riding Through an open space In my mind When she's not right there beside me by opium the number one indie bar in barnsley and you're live back on the vibe with myself kyle walker kyle Wellbelove, and matty hugel for the red report extra time which is a special fa cup um show for the red report 
Let's talk possible starting 11s then for both sides. Matty. Well, you see, I think South End could possibly play the same kind of side that they played against us, you know. Because, you know, they came out well and they played really well in that game. So that one, I think, is a 3-5-2 formation, which would be Mark Oxley in goal. And then the back four would be Michael Turner, Taylor Moore and John White. Midfield, they go with wing-backs of Jason Demetrio and Stephen Hendry. Drew Yearwood, Sam Mantham and Timothy Dieng in the midfield. And then Simon Cox and Harry Bunn up front. But I think they could go Tom Hopper there as well, actually. So do you think like, Southend will probably play quite a strong side? You know, They've not really been in great form. But do you think they'll want to play one of the best sides so they've got a chance you know, going on an FA Cup run? Um, yeah, I really believe, because Southend, obviously, we all know they don't have much success. Like, I know it sounds harsh, but they haven't really ever gone on like an FA Cup run that's memorable for them. So I really feel like it'll really boost the morale and the confidence if they can get an FA Cup run this like year. And obviously beating a top side like Barnsley in League One, I really feel like that would really boost the confidence like in the in League One and you know for the next round. So let's talk danger men then, Carl. Who have you got down for Southend's main threats for Barnsley? Well, for my danger men, I've got two. I've got Simon Cox and Tom Hopper. I've chose these two because both, like singly, both scored seven and assisted two. So, like obviously, as you can see with the stats, they can bang them in the net. Obviously, they, they struggle a bit with the assisting, but there might be some creative players behind them. Who knows what like, the manager's going to start. So... What sort of form are Southend in then, Carl? Well, the league position at the minute, the 14th, they've won eight, drawn two and lost ten. And the last six games has been draw, win, lose, win, lose, win, which shows a lot of inconsistency towards Southend. You know, they're an average like average side and I don't think it's going to be much competition for Barnsley. They're very inconsistent. So then, uh, Matty, we've we've watched uh, Southend this season come to Oakwell, and they were they were a very physical, hard team to break down. Do you feel like they'll they'll be hard to break down again today? Uh, yeah, they will be. I mean, they'll set up to frustrate Barnsley because you know you've seen so many teams come to Oakwell and do that this season, haven't you? And I think Southend were one of them teams who did that, but they also went to play as well. But I think they'll go out and try and play their game but at the same kind of time they'll try and frustrate Barnsley and they'll frustrate you know Kiefer Moore if he starts because we all know what kind of what kind of a threat Moore is and yeah I just I think they'll play quite well today will Southend but I don't know we'll have to see about that one so we've seen Southend come to work well and, and you know teams that really do hurt Barnsley are the the teams that come at them Southend did do that, and they were unfortunate to to go away with a with a defeat in with a goal in the 88th minute from Kiefer Moore. Do you feel like they deserved a bit more out of that game than when they came to Oakwell? Uh, yeah, they did. I thought I thought they were very unlucky not to come away with a point. I mean, I seem to remember in the first sort of 90 seconds of that match, they missed a chance from about six yards out. Which, let's face it, if we were still in the championship, that would have been in. So, I think that goes to show Southend's kind of lack of quality up front. Although, well, I could say that, but then you've got Cox and Hopper have both scored two, uh, seven, haven't you? 
I do believe at the end of the day, it's a gamer who can finish it first, you know. If they're not that clinical in front of goal, end of the day, Barnsley were the one that, you know, passed, like, per goal past them, queue for more. So I believe, like Matty said, it's a lack of quality up front and it's a lack of that leading man that's going to go and going to go to, like, stadiums like Oakwell and think, right, we're going to put up a team, like, put up a fight against this team and score. So then let's talk Barnsley. Let's talk what sort of starting eleven we think that they might go with today, you know, FA Cup second round. Andreas Winkler said they might not go full strength today. Are you surprised with that, Carl? Definitely not. I don't... The, what I like about the new managerial like tactics, they they like to even out the players and they like to give the young ones a try and they like to there's never there's never a fixed you know, there's never a fixed team. There's never someone that's definitely in the lineup that week. It's always mixed up, so I couldn't I couldn't guess who was gonna be starting. Do you feel like he'll use this game we've got a game Tuesday in the Checker Trade trophy, but do you feel like he'll use these cup games to sort of experiment with the squad, Matty? Yeah, he will do. I mean, he'll want to bring in the young players. You know, I think you'll see Adiboyejo get uh, get a game or two in these cup games. You'll see Jacob Brown come in. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll definitely use these games, and he'll want to he'll want to see what the young players have got to offer and what the future of Barnsley Football Club holds with these games. I mean, you've seen it already. I mean, we've seen talent like we've seen Jordan Williams in the Checker Trade Trophy. He was fantastic. I thought. Ben Williams came in against Peterborough in the league. Had a great game, but I don't think he played that well against Luton, to be honest. But he will definitely use these games to see what kind of talent we do have on, on offer. But I'd, at the same time, I do think he'll start some of your your key players as well. I feel like today will be probably a mixed squad, you know, between you know youngsters, a, a bit of experience in there as well. Because Barnsley don't tend to have anyone over the age of 26, which is a very, very young squad. And, you know, it it might not the confidence if they, you know, lose a game, etc. But do you think it'll be a, a sort of side today where it'll be some youngsters like Ben Williams, Jack Walton might even go in goal after that knock he picked up against Bradford? Do you think it'll be a few inexperienced and then a few first-team regulars? Uh, yeah, it will be. I mean, I think... I think he's going to have to start Davis in goal, actually, because Walt, when I read it, Walton was out until 2019. And so, yeah, he'll start, he'll start Davis in goal, I think. He'll have, he'll probably start Woodrow up front. We don't, but yeah, at the same time, I think he'll bring in, you know, your players like Jacob Brown, uh, Adi Boyejo will probably get some game time in, in these kind of games. I do think it will be half strong half young lads if you get what i mean we'll be back on the vibe on the red report extra time after speaking about fa cup history between both barnsley and south end and then we'll be talking fa cup memories between the three of us the red report on the vibe sponsored by opium the number one indie bar in barnsley
You're back on the vibe listening to myself, Kyle, Carl, and Matty on this Red Report special show. So, we put a poll out last night thinking, asking the Red fans what they think for today's game at Roots Hall. A lot of Barnsley fans are confident with today. 75% of them have gone for the win, 14% for the draw, and 11% for the loss. So, then let's talk previous meetings, then, Carl, between Barnsley and Southend in the FA Cup. Well, Kyle, the previous uh, previous fixture was um, against Southend in the FA Cup, round four in 2008, where Jamal Campbell Rice shut down his former club as Barnsley beat Southend to progress to round five of the FA Cup. So, what's the overall record like with, between Barnsley and Southend? Last five games? Well, in the last five meetings between Barnsley and Southend, Barnsley have won three and lost two. So it's quite quite a good record, you know. I Barnsley a look at that and get a lot of confidence from it. I'm going to put you both on the spot here. Score prediction for today? 3-1 Barnsley, I've been confident. I'm going same, I'm saying 3-1 Barnsley. 3-1, very confident studio today. I'm thinking 1-0 to Barnsley, I think it'll be a tight game. So then let's talk FA Cup memories between us. We'll start with Matty. Well, yeah, I'd say... Back when I first started supporting the Reds, back in 2008, we had that magical time when we beat Liverpool and we beat Chelsea in the same season. I mean, I remember that day like it was yesterday. I mean, Brian Howard going down in the box, wanting a penalty. 100% a penalty, that. And then, well, it leads the question, what was he doing up there? And then 30 seconds later, bang. Back at net, Barnsley beat Liverpool at Anfield. Unbelievable yeah. scenes. Yeah, it was amazing scenes, wasn't it? Unbelievable. We took a six thousand down there, and it's one of them sort of games. You know, if you win, you you make history. Yeah, you do. I mean, and then yeah, I remember the game after that as well. We played Chelsea in the FA Cup. Well, what can you really say about that? I mean. Knocking knocking Liverpool out of the FA Cup is one thing at Anfield, but then to go and knock Chelsea out in the same season, unbelievable. unbelievable. So, Carl, give us your favourite FA Cup memory then. Well, my uh, favourite FA Cup memory, even though it uh, wasn't very a pleasant one, but it was uh, 2013, I believe, against Manchester City. Um, yeah, we may have lost 5-0, but, you know, to go to... Was it the Etihad? Etihad, Etihad yeah. To go to the Etihad, even though we lost 5-0, you know, it's such, like, a good experience. Quarterfinals, it were. Quarterfinals to go and play Man City at the Etihad, you know, I wouldn't care if we lost 12-0. We, it's a good <laughs> experience for a club like Barnsley. Yeah. Personally, that that were my sort of enjoyable FA Cup memories. Um, to beat MK Dons away, we took about 7,000 fans. It were unbelievable. And then to go on to Manchester City, like you say, a game whether you know you're not probably not Definitely got the best worked. chance. Definitely they had Tevez, they had Aguero. We lost five nil. It's a good <laughs> day out. We got to quarterfinals. You'll remember them, them sort of memories. So then, if we do beat Southend today, who are you both wanting in the third round of the FA Cup? Well, I'm. Uh, I prefer a blur. 
I don't know, a part of me wants a smaller team, but then another part of me just wants to go all guns blazing and draw like maybe like an Arsenal or like a Manchester United, just a big team. Arsenal, a big team. <laughs> <laughs> Matty? Um, to be honest, I would like to draw a big six side, preferably at home. I'd like somebody like Chelsea, because, you know, you'll get a really, really massive club down at Oakwell then. And, yeah, I think we'll have much more of a test against Chelsea than we would against Arsenal, should we play them, to be honest. So yeah. I would like to play against Chelsea. I'm, I'm totally going for opposite. I, I think I'd rather have a... A team that's got to third round from the lower leagues and uh, probably go to one of them. You know, I wouldn't mind Lincoln away, Chesterfield if they beat Grimsby. Good show. Grimsby if they beat Chesterfield. Or you can get that sort of thing where you'll get a big team and go out in third round. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good experience, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. So that's us talking FA Cup memories. Let's move on to topic of Checker Trade Trophy. We're playing Tuesday Man City under-21s. How do you think we'll fare there? Personally, I don't think we could have got a, we, like we could have got a much better draw than that. Man City under twenty ones, you know, they're a decent side. They're a good good team. I personally think our team's going to be a mixture between youth and experience. There's definitely going to be a lot of youth in there, you know, to practice. Like I said earlier on, there's no set team. There's nobody that's definitely in the lineup. So I feel like the managers will be experimenting with the team. And I just really hope that we can go on and, you know, progress through the next round. Because silverware, silverware at end of day. And I feel like it really boosts Barnes's confidence. Do you think we've got, what, uh, enough to beat Man City under-21s, Matty? Um, yeah, I think we do, personally. I mean, they've got, they've got a good side. There's no question about that. I mean, you never know. I mean, later on in, later on in life, them, them Man City under-21s could be playing for Man City's first team you just don't know but I feel like our players will certainly rise to the challenge because you know what we're like at that and Daniel Stendhal will G the players up and I think we could go out there and get a good result against them I think we'll possibly get through to the next round Man, Man City under 21s have got a very good youth set up that can't be denied um, the manager Paul Arsley he, he obviously took charge of Barnes for that one game against Sheffield Wednesday after Paul Ekin bottom left so you think he'd know quite a lot about the side? Well, yeah, he will do. I mean, he's seen like he's seen Barnsley before, obviously. He's managed Barnsley before. But, you see, the thing is, since he left for Man City, we've actually kind of changed our style of play. So I don't know if he'll know how to defend against that because like, it's, it's a, a different Barnsley style to the one he's used to. And... He'll he'll want to go out and stop that, but he'll not be like he'll not be used to it, will he? No, definitely not. We'll be back on the vibe after this quick break. The Reds Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Homegrown alligator, see you later. Gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. The sun ain't changing the atmosphere, architecture unfamiliar. I could get used to this. Stick around and you'll see what I mean There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of If you need me, you know where I'll be I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun Feeling like someone I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun Feeling like someone South of the equator, navigator, gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. Deep sea diving round the clock, bikini bottoms, lager toes, I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green, stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of, if you Know where I'll be I'll be riding shotgun Underneath the hot sun Feeling like someone I'll be riding shotgun Underneath the hot sun Feeling like someone We got two in the front Two in the back Sailing along See what I mean There's a mountain top That I'm dreaming of If you need me You know where I'll be I'll be riding shotgun Underneath the hot sun Feeling like someone I'll be riding shotgun Underneath the hot sun Feeling like someone I'll be riding shotgun Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Yes, we're back on the Vibe here with this Reds Report special. Let's talk uh, January then. Do you think we'll need to strengthen anywhere, Carl? Yes, definitely. 
I believe we do need a new goalkeeper because as we've all seen, we've had to emerge at Ceylon. Um, I feel like... I feel like the one that we emerged at Ceylon, it would be a good shout to try sign Smith from Forest. I feel like he was strong against Accrington. He really showed himself. Like, he just got lobbed in deep and they were just like, right, you're playing for Barnsley. <laughs> so I'm sure it was quite a surprise. And he handled well with it. So, yeah, definitely. With the goalkeeping issues and we had Adam Davis on international leave and Walton injured, I feel like we really need to sign an, another second keeper or possibly a first keeper. Yeah, well, you, like you said, he's thrown in deep and it's not a hard game to go to Accrington in good form. Lost one at home all season when we'd been. Um, do you feel like that's a realistic target for Barnsley to go for this January? Yes, definitely. I feel like Smith is a uh, really realistic target because obviously he's got a taste with the team now. He knows what the atmosphere's like. And with the fans we brought to Accrington, it was half-half stadium. So it can see there's a lot of support behind him. I, f- I can't see why we won't be able to at least put a bid in for him. For him, yeah. We, we could put a bid in for him, you know. I feel like it is a realistic target, but I feel like Daniel Stendhal's put all his trust into Adam Davis. I feel like he's not going to, you know, betray him almost. He'd feel like he'd betray Adam Davis if he went out there and got in. Well, yeah, but like like I've uh, mentioned a few times, um, there's never a set squad for this. Is there? There's never, no matter what competition. So we could have Davis playing in the league and Smith in the cup. So we could have it other way around, Smith in the league, Davis in the cup. So, you know, just give Davis a bit of competition. Maybe it might waken him up and make him push to have more performances, like better performances. Because as we've seen, he is confident lately, showing a lot of confidence. Maybe that'll bring out the best in him if there's competition. So, Matt, do you think there's anywhere that, personally, from your point of view, having watched Barnsley this season, do you feel like they need to do strengthen anywhere in on the field? Or, um, I'm not. I am a big fan of Dimitri Cavare, and I do think he's a very good player for Barnsley. But I think we need a new right back. To personally, he's been taking a lot of flack recently, hasn't he? You know, he has. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I do like him a lot. I can't stress that enough. I mean, he's a quality player, but. You see, he runs forward and he walks back, and that's and, yeah, that's yeah. the sort of issue that we face here. He's a defender and he, he's very good going forward. He'll put a cross into the box, but coming back, he's just not—he's just not cutting it for me. No, and do you know what? Some people might think, some people might think, why is he saying this? But I will never know why we saw Jason McCarthy personally because he was quality competition for Cavare, and then we sold him to Wickham. I don't think Jordan Williams is too good a competition because he's a young lad. He's one for the future. So I think we need to sign a new right-back in January. Yeah, so a new right-back, a new goalkeeper. Anywhere else on the field, Carl, that you think we need to strengthen? Well, obviously there is a few positions where we need to strengthen. I feel like if we do lose, you know, a big, big player, then we do need to, like, sign to fill in that gap. Well, what Barnsley have struggled with recently, as you've seen in in many January transfer windows, they let they seem to let the best players go for you know hardly any money because they're not under contract. We've seen big players such as Conor Hurahan, Sam Winnell, and look, you, Conor Hurahan's gone on to big things. Sam Winnell, he's been unlucky with injuries. <laughs> we don't really want to talk about that, but Barnes, that is the issue with Barnsley at the minute. They've got new owners this time round. Do you think that sort of rolling thing of letting your best players go may continue or? I really hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't because there's a lot of, like, we have a lot of prolific players in here, like, more. We'll definitely struggle keeping them at the club of this January, possibly in the summer. I feel like 
I don't feel like we're going to let the contracts run out as much as we did. I feel like we're definitely going to put up a fight to, you know, try sign these players on and try progress. And if we do get promoted to the championship, touch wood, <laughs> we, um, we do have that team, you know, to compete in it. Do you feel like Mowat signing a new deal is almost sort of... The, the club's trying to show the supporters that they are trying to get on board with getting players under contract and keeping them at the club. Definitely, because we're such a big player like Mowat. That's if he's signing the contract, all the other players are going to be thinking, right? Well, if he's going to do it, you know, it's almost going to inspire. So I feel like Mowat signing a new contract is really it's going to have a good effect on the team. Matty, do you think there's anyone that Barnsley will probably struggle to keep hold of this this January transfer window? Um. I can think of two players off the top of my head who I think we're going to struggle to keep hold of. Um, Kiefer Moore, because, I mean, we we had some bids for him in the summer, obviously. And then we've seen him this season. He's got, I think it's is it 12 goals this season. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic striker. And do you know what? If you ask me, he's championship quality. And I think he could go to the championship, but... You know, touch what he doesn't. And also, another player I think we're going to struggle to keep hold of is Ethan Pinnock. Because when we signed him last season, Forrest Green Rovers' as manager said that Ethan Pinnock is going to be playing in the Premier League one day. And I can certainly see why he said that. I mean, Pinnock is just quality. is far too good for League One. In the Championship, he was really good last season. He's destined for the Premier League, that lad. But... And I think we're going to struggle very much to keep hold of him. But hopefully he stays with us and helps us get promoted back to the championship. Yeah, he's had some fantastic performances this season. More notice- noticeably, against Doncaster at home, I thought he were absolutely terrific. He won man at match. He's won man at match a lot of times this season. Do you think like it is really going to be hard to keep him? Do you think there will be significant interest in Ethan Pinnock? Yeah, there will be. I mean, you'll have some clubs from the championship call him and... I may be speaking a bit too early here, but some possible lower clubs from the Premier League may be coming for him. I mean, we don't know on that one. But you've seen what kind of player he is. I mean, he's a great lad at the back. He's, he's captain the side, hasn't he, against Luton. And yeah, I, just, I do think it might be a bit of a struggle to keep hold of uh, Ethan Pinnock. Yeah. So let's talk about the loan market. Obviously, do you think there'll be many players from Barnsley going out on loan? You know, like a lot of the youngsters who aren't getting game time will feel frustrated. Do you feel like some youngsters may go out on loan? Definitely, yeah. I do feel like there will be a few youngsters that go out on loan, you know, just so they can get game time, um, get into a team, build the confidence and come back and possibly carry on and get into the first team for Barnsley. Especially with a goalkeeping position. Like I said, I think I believe we do need to sign a new goalkeeper. And if we do, we'll have three then. When Jack Walton gets back fit, that'll be a lot of competition and not enough game time for someone. So I feel like we will definitely have to loan some players out. Do you f- obviously, with the other side of the loan market, Matty, do you think Barnsley will be interested in, in looking at loaning or do you think they'll, like, they'll, they'll just want permanent transfers at this club? Um, it's hard to tell, really. I mean... Do we want to sign someone just to help us get the job done this season or do we want someone who can stick around for much longer than that? I mean, I do think we could go into the loan market possibly for a player or two, but I think we'll be I think we might want more permanent transfers really because we want to try and 
we want to build something special here, which Daniel Stendhal has already started doing. And we want any players who come in to be a part of that. And I think that we, I think we'll personally want to try and sign some more permanent players. Another sort of big statement from the club was after we were relegated last season, we managed to keep a hold of a lot of the squad from that season. So we are practically a, a lower league championship side in League One. Do you feel like that's a bold statement from the club to say that, you know, this is us. We we want to keep hold of our players this season and, and move forward and progress, hopefully, to get promotion? Definitely. I do think this bands the team. That, like you said, they kept a lot of players. I do believe this team, the team is too good for the League One, but not good enough for championship. Like, it's enough to go up, but not enough to stay up. And I really do believe that we have to make some signings that are that are really beneficial towards the team. Like, for example, Oli McBurney, who came in and he, he did his stuff, didn't he? He was really good to us. And um, I feel like we need more players like that. Not just one, we need leaders, someone that's really going to control the game. So, yeah. So we'll we'll be back on the vibe after this talking about squad ratings so far this season. We'll be going through each of the players of the Barnsley squad and rating them out of 10. The Reds Report on the Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
Dad's Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Jacqueline was 17, working on a desk when I For appeared above a spectacle Forgot that he'd wrecked a girl Sometimes these eyes Forget the face they're peering from When the face they peer upon Well, you know That face as I do And how in the return of the gaze She can return you the face That you are staring from
Red's Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Yes, we're back on the special edition of this Red's Report. We're going to talk a bit of league action now then. We've got a tough December coming up. We've got three teams that are in the top six in Portsmouth, um, Charlton and is it Luton we've got? Peterborough. Peterborough, sorry, yeah. Luton on New Year's Day away. Do you think we've we've benefiting, you know, we're unbeaten at home this season and we're playing Portsmouth and uh, Peterborough at home. Do you think that benefits us? Definitely, I really do. We have a com- we have a lot of confidence at home. Like, obviously, our, our away spot is absolutely amazing. But I feel like at home, the fact that we're unbeaten is really going to make us go into this game with a lot of confidence and hopefully the ability to go and show that we can beat these big teams. Obviously, the next home league game we have is at Portsmouth. Portsmouth, well, they're a really good side. The top of the table, lost one game all season. It's going to be very difficult to break them down, isn't it, Matty? They're flying high, aren't they? I mean, they've, they can't stop scoring goals. They can't stop winning games. They've got a solid defence. But you know what? So have Barnsley. And I think we can... I think we could take Portsmouth and yeah we've uh, I think it was March the 17th the last time we lost at home so I think that's going to benefit us quite well as well and yeah I think I think we'll give Portsmouth a good game I think we can definitely take them because we basically we both kind of like to play the same kind of style of football if you get what I mean but unfortunately for us it just so happens that they've executed it better this season. Yeah, very outgoing and attacking. Uh, let's talk Peterborough then. We we many expected us to go to London Road and expected to be a very hard game. Didn't turn out that way, did it, Carl? Definitely not. And um, said from the beginning it we were going to keep a clean sheet. Um, generally, I think that was one of Barnes's best performances this season. They really went and showed grit and showed determination, and uh, most importantly, showed that they can beat the big teams because. A lot of them, the controversy against Barnsley is they can go and they can smash over small teams, but then when it comes to the big teams, we crumble. And we really proved a lot of people wrong that day. Yeah, I think it was a big statement. Barnsley just, you know, went there and, and they showed showed people what they are about and and they really did execute it really well. This time they're coming to work well, again, unbeaten, but we play these after Portsmouth. Many people thinking, you know, Peterborough will drop off during the season and and they'll probably not get in even in the playoffs. They're not showing any signs of letting up, though, are they? They're not, no. I mean, they've got some pretty decent players this season. I mean, they've got Marcus Madison. I mean, he scored an absolute thunderbolt the other day against AFC Wimbledon. And, you know, Matt Godden up front, Jason Cummins, they're banging goals in. Yeah, they've got some pretty good players of Peterborough. And as you say, Kyle, they're they're not showing any signs of uh, letting up, are they? I mean, they've... I think Tuesday night they went above Barnsley on the table. They're in fourth. They're not... I mean, they just they keep winning games. And if they're not winning, then they're getting points on the road, which is essential in this league, which is what you've got to do. So let's quickly touch upon Charlton before we move on to squad ratings and things like that. Uh, we went down to Charlton away. You know, they weren't in the best run of form. But they managed to do a job on Barnsley. You know, they beat us 2-0, kept a clean sheet. I feel like they executed that really well. Yeah, they did. I mean, that Carl and Ahern Grant, he scored two against us. He was he was a good player. He, 
from what I've seen so far of Charlton this season, he works really well up front with Lyle Taylor. And that's been a key factor for Charlton this season because without them two, they would be nowhere near where they are right now. I mean, one point off Barnsley. The, they're playing some good stuff at the moment and I think they will definitely give us a very tough game when they come to work well. Yeah, obviously Charlton are a, a big side. They'll be looking to get out of League One. They've been down there a few years now. Last season, they're very unlucky, got in the playoffs, missed out Shrewsbury uh, in the playoff semis. Um, do you feel like this could be their sort of year to try and get promoted from League One? Well, I think it's going to be a big season where they can certainly try, but if you ask me, I think there's bigger sides who are definitely more worthy of going up to the championship. I mean, you know, your Portsmouths, your Sunderlands, I think they'll go up, but Charlton will certainly push everybody. They'll give everyone a really, really tough road. And they could do it. You never know. Anything can happen. Yeah, very competitive League One this season. So let's move on to uh, Barnsley's squad so far this season. We're sort of in-depth into the season now, so we've got a good understanding. The table starts to take shape. Um, We're going to look through the Barnsley squad and just... You know, see how they've been getting on, what you think about them, what you think they could improve, and, and the overall rating you'd give them out of 10. So we'll start with the goalkeeper. We'll start with Adam Davis. He's the one who's played most games in uh, in goal for this uh, for Barnsley this season. Uh, what have you made of him, Carl? Personally, I don't think he's done anything wrong in this season. I do think he's, like, he's came in, he's done what he's done, he's done his business, he's gone with what, like, you know, what he's had. But it's just, it lacks that leadership for me. It really lacks that commanding, you know? Like, you look at other keepers and they tell the defence what to do, they tell them where to go. It's just, it lacks that leadership for me. I'm I? Well, he's a fantastic shot stopper, isn't he? I mean, <laughs> you've seen him this season. He's made some fantastic saves. You know, you only need to look at Doncaster last week to see the kind of shot stopper he is. But, yeah, as Carl said, he's not necessarily a leader I mean it's sometimes Barnsley are not playing very well we're not playing our best football and we need someone we need the captain to really rally them up and Davis doesn't do that for me personally I just think in some situations Davis doesn't make the best judgment or you know the best scenario of the situation but I believe he's saved us more points than what he's cost us definitely yeah so I mean, you take example against Doncaster, that, that save he made at last minute, absolutely phenomenal. Wonderful save. Yeah, very good save. Yeah, brilliant. That. So, you know, he's, he's that sort of keeper that he's, he's not the leader you want, but he's saved us more points than he's cost us. Definitely. So then let's move on to um, defence, and we'll start with the sort of left-back position. What, what, what are we thinking for Danny Pilinos? Uh, Well... Pinios last season he wasn't he came into the club he played a few games and then he kind of got overtaken by Zeki Fryers didn't he because Fryers was starting like all like pretty much all of the games towards the back end of the season I think Pinios started against Forest but that was about it and uh, it's come in this season because Fryers got injured I think it was against Salford I'm not sure who that was against but yeah he's come in this season and he's done a really good job I mean I've seen people on social media saying, oh, God, why did we sign Pinios? I don't agree with that. He's fantastic. I mean, if you ask me, so far this season, he's the only person, the only player 
who's been consistently putting good balls into the box. Everyone else normally tends to put them into row Z. You mean, you've seen Cavare do that quite a few times. The wingers do that a lot. Pinios always tends to get them on point. And yeah, he's, sometimes he does back off his man on the wing. I've seen him do that a bit. But overall, he does a very good job for the club. Well, my sort of opinion on, on Pilinos is I like him. I, I'd, I'd keep him in the squad. Um, he's, as well as defensive, he's quite offensive as well. He'll come forward. He's not afraid. And I feel like a, a good trait of him is he's, he's, he gets back as well. He gets back when, when Barnsley are needed in defence. And that's the sort of trait you want your defender. You want him to be able to go forward and create chances. But you also want him to track back and, and you know, obviously stop a chance creating from the opposition. So the question I'm going to put to you is, would you start Pinelos or would you have Friars in the squad? Um, well, this season, Friars has done a decent job since coming back in. I mean, he got sent off against Accrington. But other than that, I think he's good. But this season, I would possibly start Danny Pinios on I agree. I, I think Friars did play really well on Tuesday night against Sunderland, though. I watched the game, and I thought he did do a really good job. He was always quite far up the pitch as well, so it's nice to see defenders, you know, always wanting to go forward and create chances as well as their midfield. So let's move on to um, the partnership in cent- central defence. We've got Ethan Pinnock and Liam Lindsay. What have you made of them so far this season? I think they're a good pairing, to be honest. I feel like them two, they're really strong. They have made a few mistakes, don't get me wrong, but I generally do feel overall they are a good pairing. They um, obviously they track back, they do what they need to do, they defend when there's corners, they get up, but they run back. I just generally feel like they are... Um. Yeah, I think they're definitely... They've definitely done a good job this season of Ethan Pinnock and Liam Lindsay. I mean, they only recently started playing together last season, at the back end of last season, and they've done really well. And they've like they've started playing together more often. They've started near and around every single match together. And yeah, they've. Uh, I think they're possibly the best pairing in League One. No bias on that either. No, yeah, I probably agree with you. I think Pinnock and Lindsay do work really well together. I think the only bad game they've had this season is Shrewsbury away. They were, it were terrible. But all, all the team were terrible. You, you can't just single out, you know, s- certain players. But um, yeah, Shrewsbury were just, it just they didn't cut it for me. But they've so far this season, I feel like they've worked really well together. Do you feel like Adam Jackson's going to get a look in? Only in the cup games because. You know what? We are, he's a fantastic centre-back, is Adam Jackson. And Barnsley, at the club, have got three absolutely fantastic centre-backs. But it's just unfortunate for Jackson that he's the third best one. And Pinnock and Lindsay have just been doing their job. I mean, Jackson even said again after the game against Rochdale that he'll, he will come in when he has to. But other than that, he's happy to be watching from the bench because he sees what job Pinnock and Lindsay are doing. And, you know, it's... Uh, it's good to see. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I believe that... Um, I feel like he has a lot of potential and he has a lot to give to the team, but I feel like he's going to have to take a few seasons sitting back and spectating and then get experience, get it under his belt and then show us what he's got. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to 
the con- controversial sort of player, shall we say, at the minute. That's at right back. That's Dimitri Cavari. Obviously, he's not had the best games recently. But what have you made of him overall this season? Uh, Well, people need to lay off him, I think. He's, he had a really good start to the season. I mean, if, he tends to fly forward. It's true, he does walk back a lot. But against Sunderland, we lost 4-2. We conceded four goals. Everyone were like, oh, all them goals are Cavare's fault. Why are people trying to single out Dimitri Cavare when we lose a game? I mean, he's, he's a good player for me. And it, he can only improve under Daniel Stendel. And I do think that he'll that he's definitely going to be a key part to our season like he already has been yeah well i think i think it's that sort of situation like when when pinnock made a, a mistake at shrewsbury away you know he's still regarded as one of barnsley's most talented players so when Cavari's made a mistake why does it always change it you know it's his fault it's his fault it's that sort of thing with barnsley fans it's 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 just ridiculous isn't it it is yeah i mean I seriously do wish people would just like you know back off of him a little bit because you know what I even remember seeing something that someone's been racist towards him. Yeah, I've seen that. It's it's never good to hear. I mean, you know, January could come around and he might hit some form in December, and he might think, you know, why should I stay here and tolerate that, and might want to just get out. Exactly, but then again, there is a big section of the fans that love him. I mean, I'm one of them fans as well, personally, but. Yeah, he's, uh, he does need to improve. That is obvious. But I don't see like why people complain about him all the time. He, he's had a, a bit of a, a rough patch recently, but you know every player goes through that sort of situation. The Doncaster goal should never have been allowed to come into the box. It should have been gone. Yeah. Um, I get it. Obviously, I was frustrated as a fan. Everyone would have been. Yeah, but mistakes happen, and and I'm sure he'll, he can only learn from that. And when you look at that game as well, he also got the assist for Woodrow, and he made a block on the line. Whereas if that block was not made, Doncaster would have won the game. So he he's he definitely cares about the club. He wants to see us do well, and he wants to be a part of it. And people need to, as I say, yeah, people just need to lay off him a little bit. I think. So let's move on to midfield and we'll go for, let's start with 4-4-2 with Potsy on the wing, shall we? What have you made of Pots this season? Um, well, he's been really well, hasn't he? He's done really well. I mean, he's had to change his position. I mean, if you ask me, that's the only way he can get into the side at the moment, playing on the wing, when we play 4-4-2 with Potsy on the wing. So I had to do that one. <laughs> but is. The problem is, he tends to play really well against the smaller clubs in the league, and then he seems to flop against the better clubs in the league. Mind you, having said that, he did have a cracking game against Peterborough. But he's he's done well for me. I feel like he's only learning, and he's only getting better by the day. Um, obviously, he's a fan favourite within Barnsley. They love him. They've got a champ for him and everything. I feel like he's, he's, he's improving day by day, and there's controversy say that... He does only perform against the smaller teams, but as you said, he showed up against um, Peterborough, so I don't like the criticism. I think he's a good player. I mean, this when we were in the Championship last season, I remember we played Bolton away in, a, in December, so about a year ago, and you could never have imagined Brad Potts being so 
consistent in a Barnsley side. He were, he were getting a lot of stick last last December, and I could just never have imagined imagined him playing this well in a Barnsley side. Do you know what? I also remember last season at the end of the season when they were doing Player of the Season awards. He came second in that to Ollie McBurney, and that goes to show what kind of season he had. And you can also tell how much passion he shows for the club as well. I mean, you only need to look at his goal against, uh, I think it was Bristol, Bristol City last season. You only need to look at that goal to show what how much passion he's got. I mean, he just threw his shirt into the crowd and couldn't stop running, could he? The adrenaline kicked in, I suppose, which is really good to see someone have that much passion for the club. So let's move on to the central midfield sort of partnership with uh, Alex Mowat, who's been regarded as Barnes's best player so far this season. He's won every um, Player of the Month award so far. Uh, and, and he's partnered alongside Cameron McGee and due to Kenny Dougal being out for several months. What have you made of them two as a partnership? Yeah, on to Mowat, I think he's, he's championship worthy. He is he's an amazing player. He he comes in and he does his stuff week by week. And as you said, he got player at month for all them mums. That don't lie. Like That shows what kind of player he is. I feel like with McGeehan, he's, he's giving him that experience and he's giving him, like, he's sort of like tutoring him, if you if you can say that. And he's, um, he's letting his quality rub off onto him. Hopefully that, that helps in the long run. Again, Mowat is another player that a year ago you couldn't have imagined him being in the Barnsley Definitely side. Definitely not. Loaned out to Oxford. He didn't really pull up any trees at Oxford either. It's just one of them. Daniel Stendhal seems to have had a massive effect on, on a lot of players. Definitely. And um, I, I, I believe that Mowat signing his contract, that's going to inspire, like I've said, it's going to inspire a lot of the team. And uh, it's going to hopefully push for them to get better, like find a place in the team or keep the place. So what have you what have you made to Matty, to McGeehan stepping in for Dougal? Do you think he's sort of filled that role for, for the time being? Uh, he's done the best kind of job he can, but he's no Dougal, is he? Dougal's, Dougal came into the side this season. He's played absolutely fantastic. And then he got that unfortunate injury against... Shrewsbury was it Shrewsbury yeah but since that McGeehan has has really stepped up I mean he's he seems to be growing with every game he plays I mean I think he got man of the match against Notts County in the FA Cup that was uh, that was good to see he's yeah as I've said he's growing with every single game he's playing Cameron McGeehan yeah yeah, he's he's a very different uh, player to um, Kenny Dougal, so you can't really be you can't really compare them. But he's he's done a really good job at filling in for him while he while he's uh, injured for the time being. Uh, let's move out on to the opposite wing, Tiam. Many different opinions <laughs> on this man. Carl, we'll ask your opinion first. Definitely, um, Tiam. He's just he's very wasteful, isn't it? He's a very wasteful player. He gives a lot away. But when he does score, it's an absolute wilder and it's something to celebrate about. I do like him as a player. I just really think that he's the least improved out of everyone under the team since, you know, the managerial changes. I just really hope that he pulls it together and he does, you know, for the second, like, the remainder of the season. I really do hope he comes and proves everyone that he's not what we think he is. Like, he's not wasteful and he, he proves his worth. Yeah, I think TM's more effective as, as, as sort of... An impact substitution, sub, yeah, yeah. 
I just I feel like he's not got ounces of quality, but when he shows it, he's got that final touch. And as you've seen that goal against Luton, oh, I, how did he manage to do that? Honestly, no idea. And that's bits of quality you see from him that you you won't necessarily see, you know, playing football wise on the pitch. So we'll move up to um, the front two that have started recently. Kiefer Moore and uh, Corley Woodrow. We spoke about their partnership earlier in the show. Do you feel like they're going to work this season if we can manage to keep hold of them? Really well. I honestly feel like them two, the championship worthy players, them two, they're amazing together. Moore, I think, obviously, is had more, more time in the side. So I feel like he's been one of our best players, to be honest, with the goals he's having. Is it 12, 12 goals? Absolutely amazing player. And I think they work really well together. Um, I do believe that they can't work without each other, do you know what I mean? They're just really amazing players for me. Matty, were you surprised that Barnsley managed to get hold of such a high-end player like Holly Woodrow? You know, he'd been regarded as one of Fulham's best youngsters at, at the football club. He's loaned out a few times to Bristol City and Burton. Were you surprised when Barnsley managed to get hold of Holly Woodrow? Yeah, I was. I mean, I think it was only the day after Bradshaw left for Millwall and... We knew we needed a replacement, and I was looking more towards... I was thinking who I want as a striker replacement, more possible realistic targets. I was looking more towards League One and Two sides who we could sign. I didn't think we'd go for for Woodrow from the Premier League, from Fulham, because he's... Yeah, he's like been, as you say, he's been regarded as one of their best youngsters, and he's been out on loan a few clubs. He's... Obviously, he's spent seven years at Fulham, so he must have settled down south. So it's a big move for him, isn't it? Yeah, a very big move for Corley, but we feel like he's settling in well now and he's he's found his, his rhythm and he, he probably has start, um, cemented his starting 11 place now, possibly. One of the better strikers at the club. Uh, just to bring you on to another player, we've, we feel like Monker. What does Monker have to do to get into the starting 11? Well... You know, Monker's that kind of player, isn't he? He's either, he either can never be bothered or he's going to do something absolutely special. And I think Monker... I think he needs to have more starts. I mean, he plays on the left, him or... It's either him or T, I'm in it. And I think Monker should get that chance on the left. Personally, in my opinion, I feel like consistency is a problem for Monker. Um, I feel like if he consistently can come in game in, game out and play you know, up to the highest standards then I feel like he will definitely break into this team So we'll be back on the vibe to close this Red, Respo- Red Report special after this quick break The Red Report on the vibe sponsored by Opium the number one indie bar in Barnsley By the gods of me and you We had it was for to find ourselves some truth oh, What you waiting for, no, what you waiting for We counted all our reasons, excuses that we made We found ourselves some treasure and threw it all away
awesome, caught in the carnival Your confidence forgotten, I see the gypsies roll What you waiting for, no, what you waiting for What you waiting for, no, what you waiting for When I dance alone and the sun's bleeding down Blame it all
The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. So we've reached the end of this Reds Report FA Cup special. And we'd just like to thank Lee, the producer of The Vibe, for having us on today. It's been a, it's been a good opportunity for both uh, me, well, for all three of us. Definitely. So yeah, I've, been, I've been Kyle Walker. I've been Kyle Wellbelove. And I've been Matty Hugo. Yeah, so the Reds travel to Roots Hall later on this afternoon, hopefully looking to get through to the third round of the FA Cup, where Barnsley will probably draw Arsenal or Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd just like to say thanks for having us on the show. Thank you. Don't yeah, forget to so. tune in live uh, on Wednesday evenings at five o'clock for the Reds Report uh, with Chris, uh, Chris Mason and Carlo van der Watering. Thanks for having us. Bye. See ya. here let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed t-mobile home internet it lags now what is lag lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet switch to xfinity for a strong reliable connection learn more at xfinity.com slash facts away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.